you're listening to Up the Union podcast with me, Dan Hames, and Mark Sterling. We've been talking about power. Mark, would you run us through some of Jesus' teaching about this subject directly with his disciples? I think there's, there's multiple examples of this, I, I guess. To, to link the previous, um, the previous section about Philippians 2, uh, many have seen the so-called Christ hymn there in Philippians 2 as a, uh, a meditation upon or a reflection inspired by the events in the upper room in John 13, where you see the same pattern of uh, descent and ascent, where Jesus seated at the head of the table and in John 13 it says knowing that everything was given into his hands again it's it's such a big authority statement knowing everything's given into his hands what does he do with it gets down from the head of the table washes the feet gets back up to the head of the table again and says do you understand what I've done for you I have set you an example and you have to do the same thing for your brothers you know and then obviously he goes on you know new commandment I give you Love one another, and by this all men will know you, my disciple, if you love one another in this kind of way. So that would be, I guess, one of the very obvious examples. Jesus' call to discipleship in Luke 9, Matthew, uh, Mark 8, deny self, take up cross daily and follow, um, is, it, it seems to me, comes into very direct conflict with an understanding of life that puts ourselves at the centre, has the autonomous, self-directing human person with the right to satisfaction and the right to comfort and ease and avoidance of pain, the right to deploy all of our resources to make our lives work. And Jesus says that is what is to be denied. Of course, he's not talking about some sort of false asceticism there, but rather the denial of the self-directing, the autonomous self, and then the making of the self wholly and completely available to Jesus for his purposes. So deny self, take up cross and follow. Luke 9 I find absolutely fascinating because Jesus then applies that pattern of deny self, take up cross and follow to multiple different situations. And at the end of that chapter particularly, there are three little vignettes which I find fascinating and incredibly challenging. And and in each of them, Jesus is applying this issue of um, who is at the centre and how do we use our power. And he's applying it to specific situations. In the first one, he catches his disciples arguing about who is the best of them. So he's applying that pattern to personal competition Personal competition, of course, is how can I use what I am to get up above others and to put them down below me so that I'm better and they're worse? And Jesus says, no, absolutely not. Brings a child, says whoever looks after this child welcomes his child. That's the greatest. The reason I think he brings a child, there is nothing to be gained from relationship with a child in that culture. A child is of no account. There's no calculation about how to improve my lot or to get myself up the social status ladder by relating to a child. And Jesus said, the person, therefore, who doesn't think about their status but simply loves people, that's the greatest. So that's the first thing. He, he, he tackles personal competitiveness head on. And secondly, he tackles party spiritedness head on. 
because some of the disciples are saying that there's some guys over there and they're not following with us. They're not part of our group. Um, we need to stop them from doing that. And again, Jesus rebukes them. And it seems to me Jesus is saying there's another abuse of authority and power is the competition between different groups. Um, and of course, please note the please detect a note of sarcasm here. This has absolutely no relevance to contemporary Christian life in the UK, does it? Uh, if only it didn't. Um, you know, the levels of personal competitiveness and party spiritedness uh, in the church in the UK right now are an absolute abomination. I think there is stench in God's nostrils that we have different Christian groups and churches who basically compete with each other. And they think of themselves as better than others, or perhaps they think of themselves as worse than others, or inferior or insecure compared to others. But it's all about a competition. It's very rarely stated explicitly, but it comes out in all kinds of ways, in all kinds of attitudes. That secret little, secret little shudder of Schadenfreude when you hear that somebody else is uh, is struggling or another group is not doing as well as yours or another church is dwindling in its numbers or whatever. So Jesus rebukes that very directly in Luke chapter 9. And then thirdly, and I think most fascinatingly for our public engagement, you have Jesus applying the same pattern and same idea to the issue of how we deal with a Christ-rejecting, um, Christ-denying world. So they go through a Samaritan village, it rejects them, and they're sent out. James and John say, shall we call down fire from heaven? And Jesus rebukes them and says no. And this is another way in which, I think in the church, we have brought great um, dishonor to the name of Christ in our nation, and that is by calling fire down from heaven upon those whom we judge to be rejecting Jesus. And then, of course, we can fill in the gaps for whatever that particular group happens to be, whether that's radical Islam or whether that's the liberal congregation down the road or whether that's those who aren't quite as kosher as we are or whether that's the homosexual movement uh, and, and many of the things it does or whatever. The temptation is to seek to use God's power to call down fire from heaven um, based on our own judgment of others. And Jesus says, no, that's not the way. That's not what it means to deny self, take up cross and follow. So those would be some examples, I think, of the ways in which Jesus directly teaches on this particular issue. Thank you, Mark. Next time we're going to think about how all of this relates to Christian leadership and whether Christian leaders should pursue power or avoid it. So make sure you tune in for more from Up the Union podcast. 